Mama, a word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. We love mamas. We love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in your closet. Because we have them too. We know that moms need moms. That's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and your sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours too. We hear you and we want to connect with you. This is your community. We want you to know that motherhood is important. Motherhood is valuable. The work you do each day matters. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the the mamahood. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mamahood Podcast. I'm Marin, and today I am joined by Eden Lee. Um, hi, Eden. Say hi to everybody. Hi, Marin. <laughs> How are you? Good. Um, we're so excited to have Eden as one of our other series regulars who's going to be on the show with us and just honored that she wanted to be a part of this and decided to come on. Eden is just so fun, so sweet. She's a homeschool mom. Um, she believes in positivity and treasuring motherhood. So welcome, Eden. <laughs> We're so glad to have Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm seriously so excited to be on this podcast and get to talk to you. And I think we have some really good topics to talk about, which I'm really excited about. Me too. Um, will you just tell our listeners a little bit about you, where you live, how many kids, anything else you want them to know about your little family? Yeah. Okay. So hi, I'm Eden. <laughs> um, like Marin said, I'm a homeschool mom. I have four little kids. My oldest is seven. I have twin boys that are four, almost five. And then I have an 18 month old baby girl. So we are really busy <laughs> juggling life, juggling motherhood. Um, we've traveled a lot. Last year we lived in Hawaii and now we are living in Florida. Um, what else is there to know about me? (laughs) Uh, How did you meet your husband? Oh, okay. So Ryan and I, we actually dated since we were 15, which is crazy. We've been together forever. We met right before high school and then have just been together ever since. I love it so much. Um, What are some of the topics that you're passionate about in terms of motherhood that you are hoping to bring to our audience? Um, Like, do you want me to talk about what this episode is or like the ones that we're going to be talking about? Yeah, just like what topics in general are you passionate about? You can mention this one for sure. Okay, so I love being a mom. I really do. And I know that it is hard and it can be a struggle and it can be taxing but through all of the hardships I feel like motherhood is so beautiful and it's such an honor so when I talk about me and my life motherhood just it literally courses through every single part of my body and I love it so much not saying it's not hard because I don't ever want to discredit that and I I get it I'm there and I feel like I'm drowning a lot but I'll never say that it's not the most rewarding thing in my life. So when I talk on 
social media or to anyone, I always will talk about how motherhood is a huge part of who I am. Um, I give everything to my kids. So that is just a, a big thing of what I talk about, what I say, what I post about. Um, I talk a lot about homeschool. I talk a lot about things to do with your kids at home. I love food so much. It's probably one of the best <laughs> parts of life. Um, and I also feel like food is like a huge part of like, how would I even say this? Like what you put into your body fuels you. And so I love feeding my kids and talking about food and good things to fuel your kids. Um, I also love talking about marriage and family and having good relationships in the home and trying the best we can to be a good example to our children. Um, yeah, that. so it's kind of like a full range of a lot of things. Um, today, though, I'm really excited for what we're talking about because what we're talking about today, it's actually been a huge game changer in parenting my kids um, mm -hmm. in the way my kids act. It, it really has, has changed a lot because it, it hasn't always been this way for us. Yeah. Amen. I agree. I agree. We've had the same kind of stuff. So I'm really excited to dive in today. Um, as everybody probably saw in the title, we're talking about using less tech, less screens with our kids and kind of that whole topic. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, before that, I'm going to ask you one more question. I love asking everybody this question. If you could describe yourself as a mom in three words, what would they be? Or more, if you feel the need. <laughs> I know when you say that I'm like crap because it's like such a huge part of who I am I'm like oh my gosh I feel so much pressure to only choose three words <laughs> um okay well the first word I would probably want to say is selfless <laughs> not to toot my own horn no, please but do. I feel like <laughs> motherhood is such like a sacrifice in so many aspects in a good way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have to serve every single second. And it's a big sacrifice, whether it's like the late night feedings or sitting in a, on the bathroom floor with your kid as they're throwing up or sitting on the bathroom floor when you're throwing up mm -hmm. and having to care for your babies. Um, so I would definitely want to say selflessness is a first word. The second word I would want to say is love because I don't know. That's that's everything in this world is love. And mm -hmm. <laughs> you love your kids so much. It's just I can't imagine that not being one of my words. And the third one I would say is joy because I fill my cup so full when I am serving selflessly my kids and they just bring me so much joy. I love that so much. <laughs> I I agree. Okay, so let's dive into to one of the topics that you were you were gonna bring to the show, like we said. Um I'm also pretty passionate about this one, so I'm excited. But I did want to have a little disclaimer. Just in general, whenever we bring topics like this to the podcast, it's never to put moms down who don't practice this particular way of parenting. Um, for instance, we had someone on the podcast to share their experience with a home birth. And that doesn't mean that a hospital birth is lesser than or not as wonderful or meaningful as a home birth. Um, but maybe by hearing another mom's perspective and experience, you might be able to 
gather one thing that you hadn't thought of before or that you one thing that you might want to bring into your own home. Um, and if you're able to listen and just say like, no, that's not for me, but I really loved hearing that perspective, then that's awesome too. I think there's so much to just hearing another mom's experiences and perspective. Um, so today, as we talk about using less tech and screen time in our homes, just know that this is just to encourage maybe some thoughts about this, or maybe one thing will stand out to you, even if this isn't something that you currently practice, especially this past year. I think with the pandemic, a lot of people used a lot more tech than usual. Even school for a lot of people has been through technology. So just keep in mind that um, it's just to encourage new thoughts, but not to put anything down that you might already be doing at home. (laughs) I just wanted to throw that out there. (laughs) Totally. For sure. Well, we're all in different seasons as well, which I think that's something to take into account. Different yeah. seasons of motherhood and different things you're needing. And yep. it's okay. and there are times <laughs> in motherhood where I've used excessive tech because I've been pregnant and just like throwing up all day. And, you know, like sometimes there are For just sure. really desperate times. And, yeah. and like you said, different stages. Well, poor Knox. That's yeah. when he was two and I was pregnant with the twins and I was so sick (laughs) I literally would roll out of bed in the morning and I would grab a box of cereal and I would hand it to Knox that's my oldest (laughs) Knox's I'd hand him the box of cereal I'd turn on the tv and I would crawl to the bathroom and I would stay there (laughs) all day and then when my husband got home from work Knox literally had eaten the whole box of cereal, the TV's still on, and I'm still in the bathroom. I promise we've all been there, yeah. and there is a season, because I couldn't have survived without the TV at that point in my life. Yep, yep. I know, not to laugh at your experience, it's just that. <laughs> no, it's pretty comical looking oh, back. And I will probably have shared this by then, by the time this airs, and so I'm just relating to it super well, because I'm yep. pregnant right now, <laughs> and I am just so sick like sick as a dog <laughs> like, oh my gosh I have to live it's off so of le- hard. it's so weird what I've been like living off of this time like lemons and oh. limes because I feel like hey at least it's super healthy citrusy is like helping me yeah <laughs> I'm doing the same you know it, we're just surviving some mornings whatever so. you can do to survive sometimes <laughs> okay so Let's dive into this. Eden, why is this topic important to you? And like what initially brought this up for you? Causes change? Like what how did this come about for you? Okay, so I've never I mean, I know it's always said like don't let your kids watch too much TV or have too much tech in your home. But I've never really thought about it. And I raising my kids through the years, like the TV's just always kind of been on in the background or We've had iPads out or we'd go on trips and of course, you know, you hand your phone back or your iPad back or if you go out to dinner and they're being loud, I hand them my phone and let them watch a show. Like that's been a huge part of my life that's just Mm -hmm. like second nature. Like that's what we do. So even in Hawaii, I mean, we probably didn't watch it as much there. We didn't have a TV for a long time just Mm -hmm. because we didn't have anything when we moved to Hawaii. Um, And we were also outside a lot. But when we were inside, I would turn on the TV, like when we had one. It just was like not a big deal, and I never really second-guessed it. So it was actually when we had just moved to Florida, and 
once again, we were starting all over. <laughs> we had nothing mm-hmm. again, no furniture, no TVs. And we just bought our TVs and they showed up. We put them, we got them like installed and put them on the walls. And that night I was scrolling on Instagram and I don't know if anyone follows Madison Vinning blog. If you don't, you should. She's absolutely incredible. Um, and I just feel so inspired by so many of her posts. But this one stuck out to me. And it was talking about tech. And she, it was a picture, I think, of her family room. And there's no TV in it. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful, she has a beautiful home. And her family room is stunning. And it was a picture of it with her kids sitting on the couch. And there's no TV. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I think that, at least for me, is like odd. You don't find that very often like the tv <laughs> goes when you, you know see that for sure yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you're like that's where the tv goes um so she was talking about tech and how they don't have a tv in their family room in their main living area and that it's not worth it for her and then she, and I thought that was strange I'm like it's not worth it and so I went into it and she's like what are you sacrificing by giving your children so much tech you know mm-hmm. what what are they learning through it? It's a free babysitter, right? Mm-hmm. It's a free babysitter, but what are you sacrifice what are you sacrificing for that free babysitter? Um, and that just like really stuck out to me. And I was like, whoa, what am I sacrificing by sitting my kids in front of these screens and being like, I need a break. See ya. Like, go do your thing, go watch your show, go play your game. I'm gonna mm-hmm. check out. Um, and it was really funny because that was the night we got our TVs. <laughs> the kids were <laughs> the so same night. <laughs> and I woke up in the morning and I told my husband, Ryan, I was like, I don't think we should let our kids watch TV like we have been doing in the past. And I kind of told him what I was feeling and he was like, okay, let's do it. So that's <laughs> kind of the initial start of this tech journey, I guess. I love that so much. Um, and I may share this more later, but actually when we moved into our current home, we don't have a TV in our living room either. And that was a really big change for us. But it kind of came for about sure. from the same thought process. I need to go follow. Um, what did you say? I'm going to add it to our notes. Right. Madison, Madison, Madison Vinning blog. Okay. I'm going to put it in our show notes so everyone can go read that. But I just kind of had like a impression when we moved into our home and we were setting up in here. Um, That was kind of the same thing, actually. It was what, more like, what am I willing to sacrifice in order to have, be a better mom and have a better home environment? And um, I remember having the same kind of discussion with my husband and being like, I just don't think we should put the TV in our living room like I I don't I I wonder I was like I don't know what that's going to be like I just wonder like I'm just curious I just wonder what that will do for our family and for our kids and so it's actually just funny you said that because we've had people come into our home since we moved here and we've only lived in this one since um October but we have had people come over and come in and be like where's your TV? <laughs> because yeah. I, I do think... It's strange not to see a TV yeah. in a family room. It's just so common, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like you you expect to walk into a family room and see a TV on the wall. And it, I mean, I'll dive into this more, but yeah, it 
I, I kind of got into this from the kind of the exact same thought and almost just curiosity um, about what that would be like if we did that and how it would positively impact our family. And definitely, especially when I babysit other people's kids, they always come in and they're like, where's your TV? Yes. <laughs> so What's wrong with your house? You don't have a TV. <laughs> like we do have one. It's just not in here. Yeah. But anyway, okay, so what was it hard to make that transition for you? And like, how did that transition happen? How did your kids initially respond? Like what, what's the next part of this story? Yeah. So it was really hard, actually. I'm not going to lie because my kids were so used to, you wake up, you turn on the TV and even Mm -hmm. sometimes maybe this is bad on me. I, I go through like stages of being like, I'm going to wake up before my kids. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to have them you know, wake up to the smell of a yummy breakfast. And then I have stages where I'm like so, so exhausted where I sleep as long as I can until my kids are pulling me out of my bed. So mm-hmm, hopefully mm-hmm. someone can relate to that. Um, but right here. I can I will, relate to that yeah, for sure. You're like, hi, I don't feel good. I'm sleeping as long as I can. Um, so my kids, like they'd wake up before me sometimes and I'd be like, go turn on a show. Right. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, sweet. And they go into the family room, they watch a show and I get a good 30 minutes to another hour that I can sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, So because I decided, and I am, I kind of have, I'll admit, a little bit of a stubborn personality. Like when I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's a good thing and a bad thing. For this, it was a good thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it doesn't matter how tired I am. I'm not going to have my kids go turn on a show. So the next day it was hard. You know, they wake up, they're like, oh, can I go watch a show? And I'm just like, oh, no, we're not going to turn on the TV right now. And it it was really hard. And all day long, I want to watch a show. I want to watch a show. And it actually was really eye-opening to me of, holy freaking crap, my kids are addicted to TV. Like, they Mm -hmm. cannot function throughout the day without watching a show. And that really struck a chord with me. Like, this does need to change. Like, yeah, that post last night made me want to do this, but how hard it is today is showing me how much we really need this. Um, and I will say that that like begging and kind of the bad behavior of my kids for uh, the bad behavior of my kids lasted for like a week. They begged for a show for probably seven days. I want to watch a show. Why can't I turn on a show? Why did we even get TVs? Like, I know. Why? I don't know. I don't have the answers. Really really bad timing. Um, But yeah, no, it was, it was really a hard transition for my kids. Um, I'm going to butcher this, but you know, the saying like, what's the saying? It's like, you can... What is it? It's like you can make a habit in 30 days or what's that? Do you know what saying I'm talking about? Yeah. It takes 30 days to develop a habit or Mm -hmm. something like that. So Mm -hmm. I was like strong on we're for sure going 30 days and I want to see. I just want to see like how it's going to affect our family, how it's going to affect my kids, how it's going to affect their behavior. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I set a goal for 30 days, no TV and yeah. And we did it. And it was hard. Like, I want everyone listening to this to know, like, it definitely was hard. And it took, like, dedication from me because there was a lot of times that I was like, holy crap, I just want to turn on a show. Mm -hmm. I just want to turn it on. And, like, my life would be so much easier if I just turned on the TV. Mm -hmm. 
I love that you are being so real and open about that because I think it is hard for us as moms to admit I want to say this the right way but I my kids have gone through the same experience that's why I can relate to you is when we did remove the tv and we did a hard and fast um we actually did a hard and fast two-week break so 30 days I commend you we did a hard and fast two-week break and um it was difficult for sure for them as well. And I think that that is hard to admit because it's like, oh shoot, like I'm the one that made this happen. You know what I mean? Like I'm the reason why this was hard for them. And um, so I just, but I think that there's a lot to be said for being vulnerable with other moms and being like, it's okay if it's hard. Um, it's okay if we have created this dependency on tech for our kids because it's never too late to repair it. It's never, right. ever too late to, to fix it. Well, and I want people to see that it it wasn't like an overnight thing, you know? It's not like yeah. my kids were like, oh, no TV, that's great. Let's go draw a picture, Mom. Like, <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Because I've had friends that are like, oh, my gosh, I tried that for a day. It was horrible. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It it was it was for Mm -hmm. me too yeah so was it a hard and fast break from tech from tv and also from like ipads and all of that kind of tech yeah and i think that it was hard too because we were i mean we moved we sold all of our stuff in hawaii and we um so my kids were watching like extra tv Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. doing the ipads way more than usual which was still a lot I'll admit um and then the whole flight to Florida I mean that's like as far as you can travel in the U.S. you know I know Um, yeah they like (laughs) it it was a long 24 hours but they watched so much of the iPad and so many movies and so then when we got here and then we're like hi no tv it was like a really big shock and looking back I think I could have maybe been a little bit better at it of not just like cut and dry like oh now we're done it's gone um I maybe could have eased into it a little more but I'm glad that I did because it it was done with there was no questioning like well if I do this can I watch a show it's just like they knew and and I always say with my kids my sister taught me this I know she learned from someone so if it was from you I'm sorry I didn't come up with this but she always says asked and answered so like say my son's asking can I have a cookie and I'm like no you know we we're gonna eat dessert later and then he's like but I just want a cookie I respond asked and answered like you already asked me the question and I already answered it so I don't have to get mad and be like I told you we're not gonna eat any cookies I just say asked Mm -hmm. and answered and my kids are like oh like they're so bugged like (laughs) I know asked and answered like they think it's so annoying but they they got that with the tech and the tv and the ipads it's like can I have my ipad I'm like asked and answered like they already knew the answer because mm-hmm. I'd already laid the foundation we're not doing ipads and and the ipads were like dead by the time we got to Florida which maybe was helpful because then I just was like I don't know where the charger is sorry yeah, it's like dead. no sorry. it's dead yeah so that one was kind of easier <laughs> than the tv because it was just like well why why can't we watch it yeah it's right there yeah. Um, so how is this playing out in your house right now? Like, cause I know it's been a while since this transition happened, right? 
So yeah, what so what does this look like now? So we moved here in September and we haven't done okay. Well, I can't say we haven't done any TV. And I'll get into that of like what it does look like now. But we for sure went 30 days with no tech at all. And then I was like, okay, now that I know that we can survive without it, what do I want it to look like now? First, I want to talk about the positive changes I saw from like eliminating all tech. So the first seven days were a nightmare. I'm going to say it right now. If you are going to try this, like just be prepared for it to be hard for at least a week because your kids are so used to something and it being taken away is like oh my gosh it's like it's kind of like when you're pregnant and then you have a baby and then you're like where do I put my hands because you're so mm-hmm. used to like mm-hmm. the bump and just putting your hands right there and then you're like where do I put my hands so yeah. that's kind of what your kids are going to go through it's like a withdrawal of where do I put my hands I don't know what to do um after about a week I saw like a light bulb go on in their head and I saw them start to use their imagination more than they ever have in their entire life. They started playing together more. They started acting nicer. Um, They started wanting to help me. So when I'm in the kitchen cooking, instead of them sitting in the back watching a show, they're like, mom, I want to come crack the eggs. I'm like, sweet, come up here, come help me. Um, Their behavior changed from night and day. So it went from like them not really acting out because they have a TV to them acting out super, super bad to them being like super, super kind and helpful. Like a huge, huge transition. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So those are probably the positive changes that I've seen. I see them playing together. I see that they don't really get bored. And they always say it's good for your kids to get bored, which I totally agree with. But now that I've just let my kids get bored, I almost feel like it's hard for them to get bored because they can get like two sticks and they're like, oh, this is so fun that these Mm -hmm. sticks are playing with each other. Um, They're also way more, um, they're able to like communicate better. I feel like they're able to talk and have conversations instead of like when we go out to dinner and I'm not giving them a phone while we're waiting for our food. And that one still is sometimes hard. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I just set my phone on the table, (laughs) they would stop screaming and Mm -hmm. yeah, everyone would stop looking at me. Um, But I've found that like, it's actually a really fun time to be together as a family where we get to talk about each other's days. We like always play games on the table. Like we put our hands under the table and we were like, one, two, three, go. And we hold up a number one through five. And if you have the same number as someone, then you're out. Like, it's just fun. Like (laughs) we're playing these games together, which never would have happened before because we are on our phones or Mm -hmm. have the TV on. Um, Crap. What was the other thing I wanted to say? Positive changes. There was another thing I wanted to say, but I can't remember. Was it? um... Oh, what we do now. Okay, so um, I'm not going to say that we've eliminated all tech. We just did those first 30 days, and then I I had to kind of figure out what I wanted to do because I still love, like, movies, and I do feel like there are good, like, educational shows. So I first started incorporating educational shows into our school. So, like, with science, if we were learning about sharks, I'd turn on, like, a little documentary about sharks and it was Mm -hmm. so funny because it's definitely like a planet earth 
video. It's not like a cartoon. And they sat there and didn't move. Like their eyes were wide. Just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is amazing. And they never would have done that before because it, yeah. you know, it wasn't all cartoon and funny, which I thought that was just so funny. I'm like, that my kids would have never done that before, but they yeah. loved it. Um, and they would always ask when we do science, can we watch a shark documentary or can we watch one on tigers? Um, so, <laughs> and that was like very rare, like maybe once every couple weeks. Um, and then I started doing like on the weekends, not every weekend, but we could do like a movie night and it was fun because it was like an event that we would look forward to like, Oh, on Friday, on Friday night, we're going to have our movie night and Ryan would be home and we'd pop popcorn and have snacks and like sit down and watch our movie. And it just made it more special, like a thing that we were going to do together, we could look forward to and then return to our normal lives. I love that so much. I totally just like resonate with what you're saying. And it is funny because um, my kids also love watching, um, it's not Planet Earth, but it's on Disney Plus and it's like um, these videos maybe you know what I'm talking about, but they have these like educational videos and there's one called Big Cats and there's one oh, called... Yeah. <laughs> um, You've seen those. <laughs> there's one about sharks and those are like their two favorite things now ever since yeah. we've cut back a lot. Like they're so much more willing to um, to watch something like that and get yeah. really excited about that or occasionally I would let them watch um, like a show on PBS there's like that wild crats show where they talk about animals and stuff and that stuff just became so much more entertaining to them because it wasn't just like pj masks constantly that's like bright and flashy and right you know so i totally agree with that and um in our house too like um it's similar where we have cut down so much and obviously i'm talking in general, not in the last couple of weeks where I've been like on my deathbed sick. <laughs> so, um, but I'm talking in general when I'm not like laying in bed throwing up. Um, but, um, so it is kind of like awkward for me to say this, but I'm, I need to just be in the mindset of that <laughs> yeah. when, when I'm not nauseous. Um, but we've been trying to have like movie nights where we let them pick a show or pick a movie sorry and then we all have to sit down and watch that movie together and make it like a fun event and I and I do feel like um having it be more special like if we want to do it in our living room we literally have to bring down the tv and hook it up and it's like this whole ordeal (laughs) and um I just feel like it makes it so that when that happens, the type of technology and movies and um, just the quality of it, like we are able to choose higher quality things because it's like this doesn't happen very often. So let's choose something that's really high quality and something that's like really sweet and going to, you know, improve our lives instead of just kind of throwing on whatever, if that makes sense. This has been like a huge... um I guess, eye-opener for me Um, because I feel like with motherhood, there's like ebbs and flows with your kids. Mm -hmm. There's like 
like from the second you wake up in the morning, it's like the ebb of them needing you. Like, mm-hmm. oh, mom, I want breakfast. I'm hungry. And they're all jumping all over you and you're getting breakfast ready and they're pulling on you and you feed them. And then it's the flow of them like, you, do you notice that? They go away yeah. for a second mm-hmm. and they just <laughs> play on their own or yes. they go in the room or they're running outside. And then there's another ebb and they're like, oh, mom, blah. And, and then I notice they're all over me again and they're pulling yeah. on me and they need this. And then there's another <laughs> flow. And, and we have that all day, every single day, the ebb and flow of your kids needing you feed me, do this for me. I need you to wipe my bum, change my diaper. And then they kind of go away and like play on their own. Um, so what I realized is that when we have the TV or any sort of tech, it disrupts that natural ebb and flow of your kids needing you. Because instead of the ebb of them being like, mom, I need you. And I'm like, oh, honey, I can't right now. I I need to do this. I'm cooking dinner. And I turn on the TV. That, the TV takes the place of me. Yeah. It takes the place of their need and their want for my attention. And that really like struck a huge chord with me. Like I and pawning them off for the free babysitter of the TV. And it's taking my place. And that's not saying that I don't love my kids. And obviously there's seasons and there's times. And like sometimes I do need my kids to stay still for a second and I need to turn on a show. Now I kind of have opened my eyes. I'm not going to let them mindlessly watch any show. I'm going to make sure it's educational, that they're going to be enlightened and it's going to bring something good into their life. Mm -hmm. But I have realized that I, even though it's hard, I am not okay with giving up that ebb of them needing me. I'm not willing to give that up. And that's been the huge reason for all of this, the ebb and the flow. I want them to be able to come to me and know that I'm there because they just had their flow. They just played and now they're back and I want them to look me in the eyes and know that I'm looking them straight back into their eyes. Like I'm here. What do you need? Let me, let me help you. You need me to tie your shoe? Let me tie your shoe. You need me to put your roller skate back on? Let me put it back on. I'm here because that that is my job. Is That's what I signed up for when I decided to have kids is to be their mom and to love them and to be there for them whenever they need to turn to me. I love that so much. <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen, amen. I, I think that is probably the encompassing reason for this and I it I I might be weird but throughout this whole experience of having less technology in our home and in our family culture I keep thinking back to like moms of the past and I I had kind of have to bring my mind there a lot because I think about motherhood and how I I want it to be <sighs> I want it to impact their life for the long run. I want them to be able to look back at the way that they were raised and the way that they interacted with me as their mom. And I want it to stick with them forever. The way that my mom's mom stuck with her and her mom's mom stuck with her. And when I think about when I personally, this isn't going to be true for everybody, but when I started to think about the difference between the impact I could have on my kids and maybe the impact that those mothers that came before me had on their kids, the big wedge and the big difference was technology. And I was realizing that 
that was something that I had in our life that those those women before me didn't have, and that if there was going to be something that blocked um, that impact that I could have on my kids, that was it. That was the thing. For sure. And um, so I I just love how you worded that though because this has been in my mind around like I I don't want to say this the wrong way because as I have already shared. I'm currently in a season where we've needed a little bit more technology and all moms do. But I think motherhood is a natural thing that has happened since the beginning of time. And I feel like that ebb and flow that you just shared is supposed to happen. And that's a natural thing that is supposed to happen with our kids. And like you said, when we throw too much technology into that, it it interrupts that natural connection that is supposed to form between us and our kids and for them to come to us um even for like it's so interesting how you talked about at dinner time um oftentimes I had justified like an excessive use of technology with um like well it's this is really good because it's a it's storytelling right this is a story that's being told to them um, that that's going to teach them something or whatever. And all of a sudden I realized, um, like, well, I can be a storyteller. I can tell them a story. Um, I can, I can sing them a song or I can, um, I can just tell them the story of Cinderella or whatever it is. They don't have to watch it on TV. And a lot of, um, like in the mornings, my little, when my little boy gets up and I get him ready and give him breakfast, we sit at the table and I tell him stories or, um, tell him we'll also have like stories of Jesus or our religious discussions. But like that is a time usually where I feel like it's very common to throw on a TV is in the morning while you're eating breakfast and right. but we have that ability and we always have as mothers since the beginning of time to be a storyteller and to bring that imagination and that creativity into their life and those songs and that those fun things we don't need someone else to do that for us I guess is what okay. I'm trying to say well and it's like people always are like how how did people do this without iPads how did people do this without TVs and it's like this is the most natural thing in the world is to be a mom and have that ebb and flow. So it is like you said, like the only thing different is that we have the option of having the tech now and for us to like dial it back. Like I'm not going to let that come in between my natural calling of being a mom and being the storyteller, being the caretaker. Because yeah, like when your kids grow up, what are they going to remember? What are they going to say about their mom and who you were and for me that's like so important and I think about that all the time and I want my kids to be able to say like my mom was there for me every second that I needed her and yeah. and she loved me and she was fun and she was happy and she was full of life once again I feel I have to tie it into I know it's hard and I do have really good days where I'm like a superstar mom and then I have days where I'm like I am so grateful there's a tomorrow because I sucked today. Mm -hmm. But I want my kids, for the most part, I wake up in the morning hoping that they'll remember me as being fully present and fully there. Because the tech can go both ways. I mean, we've just been talking about tech for kids. But how many times have I personally 
been on my phone it's hard because I work on my phone and like it's always in my pocket and I have to remember like I've dialed back my kids tech they don't watch tv hardly ever but like I need to apply that to myself as well and I've I've found that I have tried to really dial it back I know that I talked to you about this a little bit when we were texting about the podcast and I was like I don't know I'm kind of slowing down all of my um sponsored content my Instagram Mm -hmm. posts because I really need to be fully present I just feel called to be fully present um so yeah and I think it's important as the mother to realize yeah you're gonna monitor your tech on your kids but to monitor it on yourself as well and to be that example like are you on your phone you know are you are you really paying attention to when your kids are telling a story or are you counting down the minutes till you can like leave and go check Instagram yeah. Amen. I I agree. And that is something that I think is such an important topic to cover in this too. Tech for you. For um, sure. And it is interesting how like removing the TV also changed my life um, because I didn't even realize how often um, I was not not ever like super excessive but I even was letting myself think about or watch a lot of things that I just didn't need and it's not that I don't it's not that I think those things are bad yeah um but like I would turn on you know a baking show or the bachelor or um some other just like kind of mindless stuff sometimes to just entertain myself during the day as I'm like folding laundry or doing stuff and that's totally fine like I'm saying if I'm not saying those things are bad I'm saying that since those things haven't been readily accessible to me either I am more present I am I'm hearing my kids I get to listen one of my most favorite parts of this whole like removal of the tv has been hearing my kids play like hearing their imagination and hearing the conversations that they have with each other and hearing the games that they're playing. Cause like you said, they're so silly. Sometimes it's a rock. Um, (laughs) but I like hearing their, their conversations and their play and where their mind is going. And those are things that when I have my phone in front of my face or I have a reality show on the TV, I was missing all of that. Totally. And, and, and so it's for me too, you know, Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't even know if this ties into it, but even at night, like when my I put my kids to bed and Ryan and I are like, oh, let's watch a show. Like I found that even for us, it's totally just like a divider. Like we sit there, we don't talk and we watch a show mm-hmm. and then we go to bed. And when, when we cut out the TV for our kids, we stopped watching it as well at night. And it's funny because it's like, what do you want to do? Like, what, yeah. what should we do now that our kids are asleep? And we've been like playing games together, which has been yeah. so much fun. We play Scrabble almost every night. I know we're like 80 years old, but I no, love we've it. we've been playing Monopoly. So <laughs> yes, I love it. Like playing games with your spouse is so much fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I'm just like, I feel bad that I feel like we've kind of missed out on that on so many years because it's just like, oh, let's watch our show, which has been fun. And we snuggle and we watch a show. And like, I will say sometimes we do still do that, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's rare. Like we mostly will play a game and Ryan actually showed up the other week with rollerblades. 
He's like, look what I bought us. And he bought rollerblades for just me and him. And we'll put the kids to bed. And then we go on a rollerblade ride around the neighborhood. And it's so much fun. fun. But I just think that like technology has its place for sure. And I love it. And I love movies and I love shows. Um, I love games on the iPad sometimes for sure. Like they're fun. But I think that it can just cause such a human disconnect that we need, that we all need. And like I see the younger generation that is like like teenagers right now. And it's hard for a lot of them to even have a conversation. Yeah. Like when you're in a room with them, they're just like texting, you know. And mm-hmm. it's because we've just been so addicted to that that we almost don't know how to communicate with each other without that. I've even found myself when I have to go to an appointment or something and I'm in the waiting room and I look around and I see everyone just like scrolling their phones and I've started to not look at my phone and I just sit mm-hmm. there and if someone sits by me, I'll be like, hi, and talk to them or because <laughs> it's just this like divide between human interaction and we need that. It's it's good for us for sure. Yeah, I agree. And again, it just brings me back to this thought. And I I think I might be a weirdo, but I've been just thinking about these generations before us and thinking about how I have these memories of being with my mom, like out at the bank or at the post office or at the grocery store and hearing her make conversation with people and connect with people and like, or just go outside and knock on my neighbor's door and talk to our neighbor. And these are the things that I feel like technology robs from us is, like you said, this human connection. And so I've even tried, and I want to get better at this, like I need to ask my neighbor a question, go over and knock on the door and just ask her. Like start bringing back this connection into our life that we have lost a little bit. Um, My husband, he is like a big, he's not into social media. He's big into phone calls. And even more lately, he's been like, I'm just going to call people. Like, I know people don't like talking on the phone. I'm going to call them. I'm going to catch up with them. I'm going to call like a family member or an old friend. And he's been like having these awesome phone conversations (laughs) with people. Like, oh, you're calling me. Why are are you calling me? I feel like nowadays we only call people if it's like an emergency. Or if you need something. (laughs) Hi, I need something from you. That's why I'm calling you. (laughs) Like, why are you calling me? It's like to catch up. How are you? You know, and the fact that. that that takes people off guard, though, is yeah. is the problem. And I think we need to to jump back into that. Talk to the person sitting next to us in the waiting room, and yeah. and do <laughs> do these basic human connective things. Right. Okay, listen up, guys. I've rarely been this excited to tell you about a sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Clutter Be Gone. Clutter Be Gone is your professional go-to clutter removal company for when you want to get your space back. After moving, spring cleaning, and four birthdays in our house, my garage was packed with cardboard boxes, Amazon boxes, and just a bunch of clutter. So I called Clutter Be Gone, and it felt like an angel came and gave me my life back. Plus, I was able to park in my garage again. (laughs) You can choose the option that's best for you, a small, large, or jumbo load pickup and they just charge you based on the size. It was super affordable, and I was sure mine was going to be a large pickup, but it ended up only being a small, so that means they can take a lot of junk from your home if needed. 
Clutter Be Gone is affordable, convenient, contactless, and easy to schedule your project appointment right by text. They can make sure all your stuff gets donated, recycled, or thrown away in the right way, all in one easy pickup. So declutter and reclaim your space today by calling or texting one 833 unclutter That's one 833 unclutter You can find it in our show notes or go find them on Instagram at clutter underscore B underscore gone. Again, that's clutter underscore B underscore gone and will all be in our show notes. Best of all, you guys, you can mention code MAMAHOOD for 10% off of your pickup for this entire month. Seriously, 10% off with code MAMAHOOD. Get your home uncluttered and get your space back. When we're trying to teach as a mom that's homeschooling your kids, like I am their, well, we all are, even if you're not homeschooling, you are your child's teacher from the second they're with you in the morning to if you do send them off to school, like you, they're looking to you for answers and we need to be that example to them of communicating. We're trying to teach them how to communicate, how to express their feelings, but then sometimes we're on the other end and maybe we're not very good at it, but then we expect them to be good at it. You know, so I think that the technology, if you're wanting to cut it out of your child's life, maybe cut it out of your life as well and be that example, have the conversations, show them, show them what it's like to connect with people. I agree. I agree. Um, one thing I wanted to talk a little bit about that you mentioned earlier, just for like mom's information as they're considering this is that impact on our children's behavior and on like how it's impacting um, how they function. And you mentioned that earlier, some things that you've seen in your own kids. But I think we all desire for our kids to behave better. I think it, it drives all of us nuts when our kids are moody and grouchy and whine and yell and, um, and are in, you know, like just those moods. I think it, yeah. it bothers all of us, and all of us want a solution for it. And I think it's really hard to admit sometimes that the solution to that might be removing technology. And yeah. um, I think sometimes as moms, we hear that and we're like, oh, okay, well, let's try something else, like anything else. Like, totally. I would totally. rather remove sugar than remove technology, <laughs> you know, yeah. if it means my kids' behavior will improve. But just as like a... PSA, it will improve their behavior. It will. And if you're wanting your children to be more imaginative, more creative, play better together, be kinder, more helpful, like you said, have more interest in helping you cook or helping you, like my kids love all of a sudden to take wash rags and clean my entire kitchen floor. Like those types of things never existed when or don't exist when my kids are watching tv they just it just doesn't and I and you will without a doubt see massive positive behavioral changes by removing technology for sure well I I went out of town um a couple weeks ago on a girl's trip and so Ryan just had the kids and Mm -hmm. I will say I'm a little bit more disciplined than Ryan he's kind of like the more fun parent mm-hmm. and he turned on a lot of tv when I was gone mm-hmm. and <laughs> I mean he was just a lonely dad by himself watching the four kids um 
So I like I wasn't mad. Like he was doing what he could to, you know, take care of the kids while I was gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, I walked in the door and it was like I had different kids. I said, "Where did my kids go? They, they were moody. They were throwing tantrums. They were yelling. They were fighting. And it's like I almost had to retrain them again." by taking away the TV and not taking it away. Like it's not theirs by just yeah. turning it off. And it it took like another probably four days this time of them being like, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot. Oh yeah, I mom's back. A little bit crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mom, the not fun parent is back. But um, I was like, Ryan, you can't let them watch TV because this is what they act like. And he's like, oh yeah, I know. Like I just didn't know what to do. But it was just crazy to even see like, We'd been doing so good and things were great. And then those three days that I was gone, just it made those like kind of wild and moody behaviors come right back just so, so fast. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is just another testament that this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Yes, yes, exactly. We've had the same kind of realizations Um, because when we've been very like, And I will say we've never had um, iPads or anything because we've just never bought them. And I was almost like scared into getting iPads um, by just reading like, you know, (laughs) articles and statistics. Well, it wasn't it like Steve Jobs that was like, I would never give my kid Mm -hmm. a phone even. Yeah, that's the exact thing I read actually when my little boy and I think my oldest is a little bit younger than your oldest. Um, but I read that when he was little. And so from an early age, I was like, um, we're not going to do any type of like handheld devices. And, but the one time that we ever have handheld devices is when we travel, like not in the car, but on an airplane. Yeah. Because I feel like on an airplane is when we're kind of reaching our desperation as parents sometimes, especially on like a (laughs) five hour flight or longer. Um, and we travel on airplanes a lot and, um, and we'll, we will talk about this in another episode of the traveling, but I've always noticed that when my kids do have an opportunity to use my phone, which has never really been a part of their life, um, their behavior is so bad. Like it's almost like we get to our destination and then I'm like, was it even worth it to have them use that on the airplane because now like deal deal with the aftermath of it (laughs) yeah now we're on our trip and they're moodier for whatever reason I literally cannot tell you what it does or why but um they are they are so much moodier and but I I did want to share like a little thing about the um handheld devices because from a young age just based on like things that I read and being kind of an anxious mom I was just kind of like a hard no on phones iPads whatever and I actually had like some I won't say arguments but like teasing back and forth um discussions with all of my kids grandparents um not not just my parents my husband's parents like all of them and there would be times where it was like me having to kind of be an obnoxious and be like can you not um give them your iPad can you not give them your phone right and um it would be like awkward at times and but finally 
And this, I'm literally just sharing this story because I'm hoping it, it might help somebody, not because I'm like, good work us, you know, but because um, it was hard. But now that my kids are, they're about to be five and four, um, I have had two or more discussions with my parents and my husband's parents in the past year where they have been like, you know what? I didn't always understand like a method to your madness with <laughs> with the screens. And but now like watching your kids, I feel like they're um, like so imaginative and they play so well yeah. together and they can entertain um, themselves or play with a parent or an adult all day long or they can. I don't know, like, I, I just, I just see, I can see the difference, and I'm really sorry that I ever doubted you, and those discussions have been so, like, life-giving for me, because I'm realizing, like, it's not just me seeing this change, it's actually, like, even my parents and other people seeing it, and again, that's not to 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 toot my own horn because I I mess up in so many ways. You got, like, a payoff. You're like, wow, like, Someone yeah. saw my efforts because it's a lot easier to hand your kid a screen. It is. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. they're screaming. I'm going to hand them a screen. And so the fact that you decided that you weren't going to do that and it was a hard decision and even an awkward decision at times being like, can you not let them look at your phone? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that they actually recognized it and were like, wow, Marion, like I see what you did. You're like, wow, like that, that just showed me that paid off. That felt good. So I think that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, and I'm just sharing this to say like, it will be hard. It will be awkward sometimes. There are going to be times where somebody is giving you a really hard time about a decision that you're making, not even just with this, but just in general as a mom. Anything. Yeah. Um, but it's, I am now seeing the fruits of those labors and seeing the fruits of those decisions. And it's almost like I just don't want to go back. Like I just don't want to 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 possibly see my kids go back into a a bad routine or a bad form of behavior or something because for me, like I just don't right. want to deal with that anymore. And yeah. and the fact that other people who are close to my kids are seeing it too um, tells gives me even more evidence of what I'm seeing. If that for makes sure. Sense. No, I love that so much. Yeah, it's definitely. A transition but like once you are in that lifestyle of less tech it's like how was I li- not living like this before it's kind of like just this big aha moment of like wow this this is so much better for me and everyone's different and there's different seasons obviously but like for me it it has changed our family probably the number one thing that's changed our family for the better um so we have like a behavior chart in our in our kitchen um and our kids' names are on little clothespins and they like go up and down depending on if they like do something kind or helpful or if they're doing something unkind and maybe like hurting their brother or little sister, then we like move them up and down depending mm-hmm. on what they're doing. And at the end of the week on Saturday, if they're at the top of their chart, they get a prize box. And in the prize box, I filled it with books and like little activities mm-hmm. like painting books or activity books. Cute. Um, and that has been so, so, so much fun. And it's been really fun without the tech, seeing my kids, like they love books. Like Mm -hmm. that is their form of tech now. 
because they open a book and they see the bright colors and they my older son who's reading now like he gets to read about it it's like a story like that is his tech and that's like so amazing and like heartwarming to me to watch him love books like that anyways I thought it was so cute because last weekend we drove we're like two hours from Tampa and so we decided to go spend the weekend in Tampa and like I didn't even think because two hours is actually kind of a long drive like that is with four kids Mm -hmm. and I didn't even like think like to bring an iPad because we just haven't used those for so long and they all got prize box that day so they all brought Mm -hmm. their new book in the car and we're driving and we're about like an hour into the drive and I turned around to look at my kids and they're all three all three of the older boys are opening their books like reading through it like and I it was like the most beautiful sight to me and then they would like trade their books like Knox I want yours and he'd hand his back to his brothers and they'd like look at each other's books and they did that for two hours looking at each other's books and I just thought that was so cool and I'm like I even looked at Ryan and I'm like you know that that's like so unheard of like usually they have an iPad and like you two years ago they would have had an iPad and we would have drove drove you know those two hours and they would have been looking at a screen that whole time and it was just it was just like so cool to me of like where we've been what we went through and where we are now I love it so much amen like I I said amen so many times this episode (laughs) amen all all my amens I'm like in a church or something Amen. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I've just, I agree with you. I've seen the same things happen. I've seen them go all the way from our house to Las Vegas, which is a five hour drive and just play with like figures, you know, just play with like Mickey Mouse characters or um, play with, you know, these like water wow books where you color the picture with water. And like, it's just amazing. Or even look out the window like yeah. I'm like these are the types of things I did as a kid. The these right. are these are the things I did. I looked out the window for five hours and yeah. like you play the game that if yeah. I was on a camping trip, I'd bring what's that mm-hmm. game? That game was fun. Mm-hmm. From A to Z. Yeah, yeah, from A to Z. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Totally. And these are just I feel like creating these like classic, precious family memories for us that we wouldn't have otherwise and we are inviting this stranger into our family to come and be like another member of our family when we invite a screen to come and distract them instead of using that time to bond together or them to talk to to one another play together on a road trip or even just driving around doing errands you know right well it's like like Madison's post that I talked about at the beginning, like, is it worth it? And it's not for me to be robbed of these family memories and that connection with your kids. And to me, it's just not, it's not worth it. I agree. I agree too. And so hopefully, you know, like sometimes there are times where you as a mom can weigh what's happening in front of you and say that it is worth it and that certain things are worth the consequences and um hopefully any mom listening to this is able to say now decipher what is worth it and what's not and and that's not a decision for me to make or you to make for any other mom but I hope that just sharing like these experiences 
helps someone somewhere maybe start to see positive changes or start to to make even a tiny little change that could help you as a mom or help your child or help your family as a whole. I love that. Our kids our kids need us so much. And in motherhood, I know that it can feel sometimes like so lonely, um, which is so funny because you're never alone. <laughs> you're constantly being pulled on. But like to have these little humans that need you so much, they need to look into your eyes. They need you to see them. They need to be seen and not by anyone. They need you. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to sound like religious or anything, but like you were chosen to be their mom, no one else. And so on days and you're like, I'm not enough. I'm not feeling like enough. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you were chosen for them at this yeah. exact time. Um, I don't know. I just, I think it's so amazing that yeah. we get to be there for our kids and for me cutting out the tv it's made me feel like I've been able to be what they need me to be more than ever and I actually feel so much what's the word I'm looking for so much more um I feel more fulfilled by cutting out the tv and being fully present with them yeah well it causes motherhood to be an active job Um, and, and like, I, I talk to moms all the time and I think I have felt this too. And I think that most moms, all moms, I'm just gonna say it, all moms go through a phase or a time where it may cross their mind. What am I even doing? Like each day I just get up and I just like survive the day. And then at the end of the day, it's like nothing happened. And what's my purpose? (laughs) What's my purpose? What am I even doing? And, like, for me, when a day is, like, wake up and then have meaningful moment after moment after moment after moment with my kids, whether that's, like, cooking breakfast, eating breakfast, telling a story, teaching them something, getting out the Play-Doh, taking them to the park, listening to them play with their toys, asking them to help me clean up a mess, like, that doesn't feel like nothing to me anymore. Because then I feel like, for me at least, a lot of the nothingness of motherhood comes in those moments where someone else is being the mom of my kid. And motherhood becomes an actually, like, super fulfilling job where I can think about and be creative and think about, well, how could I... How could I change the way that we do this? How could I change the setup of their room so that this happens? Or how can I... um, what kind of fun books can I get to read to them? And I just, I'm able to become more creative with it when I'm more involved and invested and not handing it off to someone or something else to be the mom. Totally, totally. I think the more you just like embrace motherhood, the more fulfilling it is every single time. On On my hardest days, I found it's the days that I'm kind of withdrawn just like Mm -hmm. my mind is somewhere else I'm in a hurry I needed to get something done I was I was supposed to do this and those are the days I'm like dragging and I go to bed being like oh thank you for sending tomorrow's because I really need another I need a do-over but it's Mm -hmm. always the days that I'm not fully there because the days that I'm fully there I'm like dang I mommed hard today and I loved it Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did good today 
It was because yeah. I'm, when I'm fully there, I'm fully present. And I'm able to be fully present when, when we turn off the TV, we turn off the distractions. And I, and I can look my kids in their eyes in everything that they need of me. Yeah. Amen. Amen again. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, I think just to end, like one of the things that stood out to me that you said earlier, you said, um, I think if I gave my kids screens and chicken nuggets and all these things now, they would love me a lot more right now. Um, yeah. But I think that's the key word is that we aren't just moms for right now. And I, and I think that screens oftentimes come to me in a moment when I'm worried about the right now and I'm worried about the now and I'm worried about them being quiet and I'm worried about um, them not screaming on an airplane or throwing food at a restaurant or something, right? It's always the right now. But these decisions, these really hard decisions that are more challenging, that require more effort, more time and creativity are for later. Like they're yeah. for the overall childhood experience of our child. Well, because our children aren't going to be children forever. You know, I look at my three boys. And I always talk about my three boys just because they're older and kind of like going through this process with me. And my little girl is still just a baby. But I look at my three boys and I'm like, you're going to be men one day. And, and who you turn out to be, it's not all dependent on me. But I think a lot of the values that they're going to grow up with will come from what I taught them. And, mm-hmm. I, and I hope that I teach them to be good people who are genuine, who are gentlemen, who are kind. And, you know, you think about the right now, like you were saying, right now this would be a lot easier, but it's thinking about, okay, what kind of men am I raising? Yeah, exactly. What kind of young adults and adults because we do see now, we see the impacts that this stuff is having on older people who have an addiction and an inability to communicate and have a lot more, I mean, a lot more anxiety, a lot more depression, a lot more of all of these things. And it really is for the later. It really is for, and also like so that they can look back on their childhood, which all of us constantly look back on our childhood. That's just a part of what we do. It's part of our psychology and realize that we did the very best that we could to give them the best success we possibly could, even though we're all going to mess up. (laughs) All of our children will look back and think about things that we did wrong. But (laughs) I really, really genuinely want my children to be able to look back and be like, my mom did the best she could to give me the highest quality childhood that she could. And I'm really, really grateful for that. And because of that, I now have this personality trait or this ability or this, um, you know, this strength in my life. And that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, I love that. I am so grateful for what you shared, even... um, I just like every word that came out of your mouth during this was just like gold. And you you have inspired me. Um, You're going to inspire so many other people. I hope you keep sharing this message because you are such a good mom who is always there for her kids. And I just, I don't know, I just want you to know like these things that you're wanting are happening for you. And it's obvious in the way that you talk about it. And I feel super inspired from You're this so discussion Thank you so much um, I'm trying I know that I know that I fail in a lot of ways but you just keep trying every day is just a new day to try again and be a little bit better 
Yeah. You keep talking about the tomorrow and how there's always a tomorrow. And I just, I stand behind that. There's always a tomorrow to try again. It's, it's never, ever, ever too late to try something new. You've never, ever gone too far as a mom. You can always change. You can always change course. Um, so where can our, all of the mamahood listeners go to find you and connect with you now that you're a part of the podcast and (laughs) they're going to be hearing from you more? Um, where can they go and connect with you? Okay. So I am mostly just on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is loverlees. Our last name is Lee. People are always like, why is it loverlees? Um, that's L O V E R L E E S loverlees. So you can follow me over there. I talk a lot about this and homeschool and all the goods. Yeah, and we're going to bring all that good stuff to the podcast too. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) So if you enjoyed this episode, um, go ahead and scroll down and leave us a review. That is the very best gift you can give us. If you want to like at all give us a payday for the episodes that we create for you and the time that we put in, reviews are the best thing you can do. It helps um, other people find our podcast. Um, and so if you scroll down on Apple iTunes, you'll find the spot to leave a review and let us know what you think. Um, you can come and find us at the dot mamahood on Instagram and, and you can come and find me and Aubrey on, um, Instagram as well on our personal account. So we're so grateful for you, Eden, for joining us and being a part of this. We're so grateful for those who have listened to the podcast and continue to support the show and yeah 